0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meet the Coach. I am not your usual host, Carla Egan, the founder of The Coaching Directory, but I am Zoe Wood, your queen of first impressions, here at The Coaching Directory and the podcast Meet the Coach, which you are listening to right now. And now, as you can probably guess because you're hearing my voice, we are listening to a second bonus episode, where we're going to review some of the older episodes in our two previous seasons of the Meet the Coach podcast. So excited to have you on board for the rest of this episode. So let's get on to the credits. And our first coach for our Find Your 23 Direction episode is Sue Glendenning, who is going to discuss with us the key differences between struggle and success. Leave it to Carla.
1: But in your book, you talk about that one critical difference between struggle and success. So I'd love you to elaborate on that because that is the theme of our interview today.
2: Well, that's the secret. And that's the thing that people often talk to me about. And you know what? That one critical difference is you. It's you. It's how you think and how you feel and whether or not you're prepared to make the changes that you need to make to get to where you want to be. So it's understanding that a lot of the challenges that you're facing are your your own challenges or they come from your belief system. So once that's changed, everything else changes. There's only so much you can change in the outside world, but there's an awful lot that you can change within, but that impacts on your results. So your thoughts, equal your actions and your actions equal your results um, most coaches will have learned that at some point but i think for people to understand that 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 critical difference is you the way you think the way you feel what you understand about your own thinking and how that leads to behavior patterns and what what the results that you're getting in life in general so it's quite simple really so insightful,
0: Sue. Thank you so much. And now on to our second coach, Elizabeth Houghton, who talks all about careers. And she is going to discuss with us the change and shift from hours worked to value
1: added within the workplace and your career. Carry on.
3: And that's hugely different.
1: There's some real significant shifts. I mean, mm. the traditional employee model that you and I know, and many people know that Monday to Friday, nine to five uh, model is under threat really. And it's being challenged Mm -hmm. by this younger generation, you know, notwithstanding the global pandemic. What can employers expect in the next five to 10 years, Elizabeth, from what this younger generation wants in the workplace? Oh, that's a tough one. Five to 10 years is a tough one. Um,
3: There's a requirement for flexibility. Set hours, I personally feel is gonna be a thing of the past. Um nine till five is gone. Um we've got a generation, um, and my generation, we have doggy daycare. We send our dogs to daycare over our like I'm sure we send our children to daycare as well, but we have a generation of people who have who are younger who still have the same ties and the commitments of okay, well doggy daycare opens and shuts and people want to be at home with their pets or they want to be able to take their pets to the office they don't want to not have that environment where they're working so nine to five is over there's i believe people want a huge amount of flexibility in how they work people want to work when it is best for them now that doesn't mean they don't work and they're lazy but it means they've worked out or when is the best time for them to work like we have night hours we have early morning people or you have people like i love nine till five like not that rigid structure but i'm not going to get up at four o'clock in the morning and start working and i'm not going to be working at 10 o'clock at night i like working in daytime hours but with that you pop off to the gym when they're open and you go and get coffee with friends and there's just this n- Employers are going to need to have a level of trust that they have never had in their team members before, because it's going to be working from home. People aren't going to be connected on Teams or Slack or whatever chat function people have in the workplace between set hours. People are going to drop in and drop out. And the requirement to lead is going to need to be based on output not physical hours of activity
1: well said i'm seeing that shift i live along the surf coast of victoria in australia and uh i know people want to go out in the surf when the surf's up and and happy to work back late at night to get the job done so yeah it is a real trend with people wanting to um, have that work-life integration it's not really a balance now it's integration isn't it Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say balance
3: because I don't actually think there's such thing as a work-life balance. We just have life, right? We are a whole person. We don't have a work us and a home us. We are one person and our lives are messy and they are complicated. But we have all of these different things to do, right? So we have our health and wellness to look after. We have work, right? Let's not work is an important part. Whatever work may look like for you, we all need money. It's what makes the world go round. So let's not overestimate that, but there's now this growing desire to ensure work fits with someone's core values, what they want out of life, their lifestyle. So instead of fitting what we used to class as home around work, It's now that need to kind of fit work around home and work around what works for us instead of employers saying, hey, this is it, this is the blank sheet of paper, these are your lines. It's now more of a negotiation of, you know what? On a Monday, I wanna get up and I'm gonna go swimming in the sea, so I'm not gonna start work until 9.30 but I'm cool to work past that, like past five. I will work the hours and it's having those conversations and it's maybe, you know what, on a Wednesday, I wanna go have coffee and breakfast with my girlfriends in the morning. I'm not gonna be at my desk until 10, but I'm gonna work till seven or eight at night to get something done. And it's starting to have those conversations and having leaders who actually know (laughs) how to lead in that environment and know how to measure effectiveness because effectiveness is no longer how many hours you're at your desk. It is around what it is you manage to achieve and the value you manage to add to the role in which you're doing. Are you adding the right amount of value? It needs to not matter at what hours of the day that value is added.
0: And the last coach to find your 2023 direction for this episode is Anthony Wood. Anthony is going to discuss with us the systems that make the world go round because we all need systems and we all need to make them happen. So let's carry on. The
1: key word that you said there in your, in your journey, um, and that's systems you know, having some uh, proven frameworks and a lot of businesses that want to grow uh, don't necessarily know how to do that. And so I want to dive a little bit deeper into this EOS system uh, of this tool, this methodology. And, you know, all great systems have, key components um, that help with their success. Can you take us through that? Can you talk us through this tool and how you've applied it in your business and how you apply it with business owners as well?
4: Sure thing. Sure. So at its heart, every business has six key components and to the degree in which you are strong across each and all of those six components will ultimately determine whether you succeed or fail as, as a business. So first off, it's vision. It's getting clarity on your vision. And that's not just you as the entrepreneur, you as the, the founder or someone in the senior decision maker in the business. Everyone has their own interpretation of a vision that may or may not have been shared so when we get that vision crystal clear across everyone's mind they all seeing the same thing all of a sudden we can begin to channel all of the human energy in in the business getting us all heading in the same direction because there's one thing for us to actually have a shared vision but yeah or, or a clear vision but we need to make sure it's actually shared by everyone across the entire organization because when you've got that That's how you start to get really strong on the vision component of your organisation. Then you're looking at people, and that really goes hand in hand with vision. It's who are we as an organisation really determines what makes the right people in the business. And as Jim Collins so eloquently put it in his his book, Good to Great, getting the right people in the right seat on the bus. And so it's all about identifying what makes a great person in your business, because that may be different, than your, your, your neighbour down the road, the, the, the other businesses in, in different business parks, someone else that you know, or it might even be a business that you have run previously. There's no good or bad, it's just what's the right combination for at this business as it stands right now. So figuring out our our values, getting crystal clear on on those, ensuring that we're surrounding ourselves with people that live and breathe those values. They're not just wallpaper words, they're actually things that are tangible, demonstrable that we are living on a day-to-day basis. And then it's about having clarity of accountability across the organisation. What is the right structure for growth for the business for the next six to 12 months? Getting that crystal clear and making sure that we're then putting the people that we've got in our business into the right seat because when we've got that combination of right people and right seat that's when we're making sure that we've got a great solid organization full of the full of people that are doing the things that we need them to do then it's about data how are we distilling the business down to a handful of key numbers that we need to be looking at on a weekly basis modern business today has the the luxury and i say that luxury in, in air quotes because we are drowning in data doesn't just because we've got a, a truckload of information doesn't mean there's actually anything useful that we're getting out of it. But how do we distill the business down to the handful of things that we need to know the, the leading indicators so we can focus our activity, our actions today, this week, that are going to generate the results that we're looking for in, in, in the future. You know, there, there's the, the expression that's commonly used about actions precede results this is where those things really get tangible and we can track how we're doing with those actions. So once we've got clarity on our vision, we're surrounding ourselves with great people, and we've got good quality data, that's when we can start to tackle our issues.
0: Thank you so much for enjoying this bonus episode of the Meet the Coach podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed to listen for season three and the next seasons beyond to listen out for the amazing coaches that we have on the Coaching Directory. So next is going to be a trailer of season three. And then we're going to carry on with our in-depth interviews and analysis from the coaches. Thank you for listening.